Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast, a weekly discussion on the Camino de Santiago, an ancient pilgrimage from France across Spain. Something popped up on my Facebook feed this week, a quote from Anthony Bourdain, the chef, author and TV star. He said, travel isn't always pretty. It isn't always comfortable. Sometimes it hurts. It even breaks your heart. But that's okay. The journey changes you. It should change you. It leaves marks on your memory, on your consciousness, on your heart and on your mind and body. You take something with you. Hopefully, you leave something good behind. Well, my guest this week is the Irish pilgrim and blogger David Smith. David discovered the Camino de Santiago in 2011 and his blog, clearskiescamino.com, is an outstanding resource for people considering walking the way. If I sound a bit croaky, it's because it's 3am in Sydney, it's 6pm in Ireland, and I began by asking David if he's leaving something good for the rest of us, where did he first find out about the Camino de Santiago? I had always done um, work for a local mental health group and um, various walks or various runs uh, around Dublin and I was given a a leaflet uh, uh, with the the title Walk the Camino at the top of the the leaflet and uh, I wanted to do something that was outside my comfort zone and the leaflet basically said walk the final 112 kilometers to Santiago and I had very little knowledge of the Camino at that stage so I walked from Staria to Santiago in 2011 and um, we stayed in hotels and we had our bags carried for us we had lovely food and uh, there was six of us in total and we had uh, we were accompanied by a guide so that was my first Camino in 2011. So I always ask my guests David as I'm sure you're aware if they're spiritual people the Irish of course are deeply spiritual aren't they? They absolutely are very much so, very much so, and a good proportion of the of, of people from Ireland walk um, to to Santiago, um, and they view it as a pilgrimage. Absolutely. Um, for me, I didn't think it was a pilgrimage at that time, but when I came back home, um, I did more research and I found out what the Camino was about, and uh, from searches online and from reading various books i found out more and more about the camino and i found out exactly what it was what it was about and it meant more sense to me at that stage then and and that is why i am still walking to this day and so how do you explain it to people how do i explain it to people i i, I explain it to people i say say that the walks should be you know it, it should be what you make it you know um, I say the, the, the walk to, to Santiago is, um, you know, it's a pilgrimage, you know, to, to, uh, to the bones of St. James. Um, but there are other people that don't take that view that would say that would basically they would think that it's that is a, um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice walk. It's a nice, nice trip and uh, take in the culture of the, to take in the culture of Spain and that's fine if they view it that way. That is fine, but for me, uh, it, it is really it's it's a it's a great way to you know to leave behind 
um, you know, the stresses and the strains of everyday life and to, to let everything go and to, to take what comes, you know, and uh, but it, it's, a, it's, it's a nice trip. I, I really, really enjoy my, my time in Spain, you know, and uh, um, it, it's, it's something you don't get to enjoy um uh, like during the during like uh, during the the, the um, your off time in Ireland you know yeah that's right and and what do you think it is then david now you've been over i think five or six maybe even seven times what do you think it is about the spanish that is so wonderful oh, the Spa- yeah the spanish they're unbelievable they really are they're really so they're friendly they're they're helpful um they just i don't know they just go out of their way to 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 make to make this trip just for you you know um i mean i i i try and and learn spanish and and i've gone to various courses but uh, i i know a little bit of spanish but and not a not a great deal but the the spanish people are something else they're first class they really are and a lot of people say that the Irish people are the best people in the world, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that the Spanish people are, are, are definitely up there. Well, that's a great thing that we have in common, Australians with the Irish and indeed mm. the Spanish. Uh, I yes, think, absolutely. I think yeah. around the world, people tend to think of us as friendly people. So in one of my first podcasts, yeah. David, the Canadian pilgrim Miles Murphy pointed out that in mm. actual fact, the Irish have, have a very, very, if not ancient, association with the Camino de Santiago. Have you explored that at all? Absolutely. And the, the, the great thing about it is that recently um, the, the, the Irish uh, Camino Society, uh, as well, uh, along with the, um, the, the, uh, the tourist society in uh, A Coruña, uh, have got together and, uh, with the, uh, the Cathedral in Santiago. And mil- Medieval pilgrims uh, from Ireland and from England uh, ventured over by boat to A Coruña and walked to S- Santiago. So there is, there is, this is this is this is reality. You know, this is something that has happened for hundreds and, and uh, hundreds of years. You know, pilgrims coming from Ireland, and that was their Camino. You know, they didn't have the chance to walk from France. You know, from Saint Jean Pierre de Port. You know, they they ventured by boat. Through the seas, and they landed in Acronia and walked to to, to, uh, to Santiago, you know. And uh, you know, there's a this there's a there's a great tradition there. And um, now there there has been um, a, a new route set up, which is a Celtic Camino. So you can walk from uh, Acronia to Santiago um, and gain a Compostela, uh, as long as you walk a certain pilgrim path in your home country. So this is not just for Irish and English people. This is for people all over the world. So you can walk a pilgrim path in your home country and walk from A Coruña to, to Santiago and gain a Compostela. You know, but um, previously, if you walk from A Coruña to Santiago, you could not gain a Compostela because it is not uh, above 100 kilometers so it's not. Uh, it, it wouldn't be. You, you wouldn't be able to grant, be granted a Compostela. So <laughs> I think it's a million. I think it's great. It really is, and uh, it, it's something I've already done myself. I, I've walked the Irish leg, and um, I hope to walk from Acronia to to Santiago in the spring of next year. So, who administers that? 
I suppose that commission in those countries is the Irish Camino Society. Yeah, this is it, correct. It is the, in Camino Society Ireland will will provide me with a certificate. Right. Uh, I will bring that certificate to the the pilgrims' office after I um, walk from uh, Acarona. And at that stage, then they will provide me with with a uh, a, a compostella. So this this will uh, apply to all the various um, um, uh, societies, uh, the comfort uh, confraternity of Saint James in in the in the UK, and also the Australian Society um, as well. So it, it, it's provided you walk a, a pilgrim route and. We're not talking about walking from like uh, 25 kilometers in your local park. I mean, there has to be a certain specific pilgrim route. So, yeah, that, I it's, something, it's something you know. It, it's it's a great thing to, to you know to for 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 the um, for the uh, cathedral to to provide. You know, it 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 it's, it honors those th- these these medieval pilgrims that came by boat. Um, and it's not something that that a lot of people understood in the past, you know. So there's a lot of history there. So yeah, it's great. Well, I just think that's outstanding. What about though mm. a step back before the Middle Ages? Did they not the Celts walk even 1,500 years ago as part of trade routes? As I understand it, uh, David. The, from what I'm aware of, and I'm not a great historian myself I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure about this but what i'm aware of a lot of a lot of the people from ireland would walk through uh the uk through down through uh europe past germany there's evidence to show of of um of, of refugios in germany and uh and uh, i mean ancient refugios mm. And um, and then they would walk through France and through Spain and to uh, and then eventually to the bones of Saint James in 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 Santiago. So there's there's great evidence to show that um, that, that the, these medieval pilgrims from Ireland and the UK uh, would walk these routes. You know, so I think it's it's great. You know, it really is. Yeah, and we walk in their footsteps today. You say yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, you say the Camino de Santiago is a pilgrimage, but in your eyes, you say it's a challenge, a way of meeting people, and a great way of getting away mm. from the hustle and bustle of modern life. So let me ask Correct. you something: Why do you think we need to get away from the hustle and bustle of modern life? Uh, absolutely. I think that you know um, you need to step back a bit from 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 reality. And by what I mean by reality is, I mean like. Uh, like these days, you know, there's only you, you go into work, you know, you, you 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 sit down and you do your work and you come home and it's you sit down and you, you have your dinner and, and it's, an, it's an ongoing process. But so at some time you need to switch off and you need to say, OK, hold on there just one second. You know, um, this is a, a great way to, to you know, just to. I actually just recently just re- thought about this. It's it's a. I, I actually ca- consider the Camino de Santiago as a, as a way of rebooting my system. So yeah. if you put it in a, in a in a computer term, I suppose, it's it's just a great way of just switching off and switching on again. You know, and just realizing what's important and what's not important. And in in the same way as you go through your kit and finding out what's important and what's not important, it's just a way of of, of go of you know processing things uh, and you know just processing um, ideas and uh, so you're able to go back to normality again and know what's what's 
you know what's important what's important and what's not so important yeah. you know so you know and i i i falling in love with with the spanish people and the spanish countryside and the spanish culture the spanish food as well you know um um so i think that that's another reason for me to to go back each year you know and you know if i've had many times where over the last four or five years where I've gone back, you know, and, and I, and I'm planning again for the next couple of years as well. So I just, I just don't see an end to it at this stage. (laughs) What, so what do you think the Camino is trying to tell us? Oh dear, you know, slow down, I suppose, you know, we're going at such, such a pace, you know, everyday life, you know, it's, it's just, it's just manic, you know, um, you know, it's just, these days, you know, once you arrive in, in in on the Camino, once you put your foot on the Camino, it's 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 you just you just switch off yeah. and you're able to just process things and it's just slow down. You've got great freedom as well, just to to, to do things your just to do things your own way, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, so slowing down is is just probably a, a great way a great way of of um, of, uh, of of walking the Camino, I suppose, yeah. It's interesting you should say that. There was uh, – somebody had posted on Facebook this week mm. in one word, explain what, that's right. what that's the Camino – civil, civil, yes. Yeah, civil, yes. that's right, what the Camino means to you. And, and what I found really interesting was that most of the answers were different. Um, mm. But Correct, I ha- – yeah. and you just mentioned it there, and, and the word that I used was freedom. Mm. And, yeah, and, and, absolutely. And that was an overwhelming feeling for me. And if there are anybody listening now who is thinking of doing the Camino, that's one aspect of it that is really enriching. And, and, yeah. and it's something that you can look forward to. It's, it's, and that sums up everything that David has been saying so well yeah, in the last I, couple I, of minutes about getting out, switching off or rebooting, as you said. And there is great freedom in that, David. Correct, correct. And I just, like, I'm going back again in September um, to walk from Burgos to Astorga. Uh, due to work commitments, unfortunately, I don't have the opportunity to walk a full Camino. So what I normally do each year is I walk about, let's say, about 300 kilometers each year. So I'm walking to, from Burgos for, for until I, I don't really know where I'm going to end, but probably Astorga. So I I find that the Meseta is a perfect opportunity to just just as I said earlier off just to, earlier on there it's just a switch off and you know you've got you've got this vast you know expansive you know uh, desert I suppose in front of you and and I mean you're on your you can be you can choose to be on your own and you can, it's a great way of processing as well so yeah. you know that absolutely you know freedom you've got that freedom there to 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 do as you wish you know so that's a, that's a great that was a great word that, that that person selected yeah so i started by quoting anthony bourdain and his suggestion mm. to leave something behind you wrote recently you'd spent a day working in the Irish Pilgrim's office. It was your way, yeah. you said, of giving back. Well, tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, I've been part of the Camino Society Ireland for the last three or four years as, as a member, um, but I haven't really, um, haven't really done anything to help or support the, the, the society until recently. It was un- recently I was actually motivated um, 
to to help with their uh, information center that that is open from Thursday to Saturday from half past 10 to half past three. And this office is open for Irish pilgrims to gain information and to get any information that is required before they head off on their own Caminos. We also sell um, pilgrim passports, uh, guidebooks, and, um, and we provide stamps as well, cellos. So traditionally, and this is something going back as well, I, I'll, I'll just take take you back as well of in course. history yeah Tradi- traditionally the, the 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 old medieval irish pilgrim would start their camino from saint james's gate which mm. is uh the, the guinness factory which yeah. is just up the road from from the information center so that this this was we we always say to pilgrims who, who come to the center that that this is the starting point of the Irish Camino, so it is it is a great way to 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 um, to, um, to to acknowledge that, um, and we also get um, visits as well from from people from from um, I mean tourists coming from uh, from other countries to Ireland to get stamps. They they have been reading and and they have heard that this is this is a traditional starting point. So they want to get a stamp. So they come to the to the centre, and they get their stamp, and then they go off. Then they fly to Spain the following day, and they start their Camino. So you know it's 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 an important uh, place to be. And but but I mean, giving back. You know I think I think everyone that is um, has walked the Camino should consider giving back to the Camino in some shape or form, you know, whether it's um, assisting other pilgrims or whether it's providing donations to their own relevant uh, societies, whether it be in Ireland, whether it be in the UK or whether it be in Australia or, or in America. Uh, it's, it's a great way of, of helping other pilgrims. But why, do you, why did you feel a need to give back? We don't give back when we go to Disneyland. Why did you? Why did you feel an urge? No, I'm serious. Why did you feel this urge to give something back? Is it because you got so much out of it? Do you think? It's because I got so much out of it. Exactly, Dan. Yeah. I mean, I I came back from from each of my caminos fulfilled, and I I felt that, you know, um, I wanted to to I wanted to provide something back in uh, in return. You know, uh, and to help older pilgrims, I suppose as well. You know, the the Irish Camino Society Ireland is uh, is such a small or uh, uh, organisation compared to the other organisations around the world. You know, and um, we're always looking for for new members. So uh, I mean, so this is a this is I suppose is a is a, is a, a, a nudge to, to any of my <laughs> any of your any of your listeners from Ireland uh, to to get in touch with ourselves in uh, in the uh, in the Camino Society Ireland as well. So that there's a lot of information on on uh, Camino Society Ireland dot com to, to to view. You've now walked six Caminos. You said you're going back in September, and I want to get to that mm. because I will be there in September. And you've walked. Oh, very good. Yes, indeed. And I think our paths will just about be. Perfectly aligned if I'm just doing the sums in my head while you were talking before, but we'll get to that. Different stages of the Camino Francis, as you said. Mm. Let me just ask a couple of questions. Mm. Did you walk alone? I ventured alone. I travelled alone, but I always managed to to meet people. Um, And that's the beauty of it, you know. Um, I, I find that if I was to walk, if I was to walk with another person, you'd have to kind of... 
um, you know, you know, speak to that other person and you'd have to find out, okay, well, you know, um, what's the, how, how would you like to walk today? Or um, if that person is a weak walker, you kind of have to, you know, uh, talk to that person and, you know, I suppose they'd have to, to work out an agreement between the before between them uh, between the two of you beforehand, uh, if if uh, just to see how far you're going to walk. But walking walking alone is it's 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 a great way, um, you know, and, and uh, I, I would definitely recommend it um, uh, doing doing it that way. But uh, but all my caminos have been um, have been by myself and. Uh, I've yet to walk, uh, to travel, to travel um, with another person. Although I'm certain, as all Camino uh, pilgrims do, you ended up with a Camino family. Tell us about Absolutely. tell us about your experience in terms of Camino families. Uh, I, that's a funny thing because, uh, um, like, on my first day, I usually, I usually walk alone. Um, but you'd, you'd meet the odd person. You'd say, "Hi, how's it going?" And then you'd probably meet that person at the end of the day, the same person in the albergue, and uh, you'd, you'd 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 build up a kind of a friendship as as you as you go along. Um, I think my 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 most favourite Camino would be uh, back in 2013 when I walked from Lagrano to Lyon, and I built I had such an amazing time, um, and um, I still keep in touch with these people today, you know, um, which is a, such a great thing. You know, I, I keep in touch with people I've met from 2012 to this day. So it, you, you can have lifelong friendships with these people that you meet. But I mean, you could walk with one person uh, for a day or you could you could walk with a whole group of people for a day. Or if you choose, you could walk just just by yourself. So it's you've got that freedom to do as you wish. And people always understand, don't they? If you choose, Absolutely. if you choose to walk alone, that they they understand. Absolutely. All you need to know, all you have to say is, "Listen, do you mind if I walk alone today?" And they will totally understand. Yeah. And you just say, "Listen, I'll see you back in the albergue later on in the afternoon, and uh, th- then we'll, you know, have a chat then." So there's no, there's no, there's no big deal there's no harm in in saying that you want to walk alone uh people understand you, you your website as i said earlier clear skies camino is an excellent resource for pilgrims and you list you. what you pack and you say you mm-hmm. hope to get in under seven kilos this time around in yep. september and you say yep. you carry a set of clothes inside a compression pack i don't quite understand that what what's a compression pack and what what what's the why do you do that Oh, okay. Well, basically, I suppose it's it's really just to save a bit of space. So what I generally do is um, I have all my um, clothes that the spare clothes or second second uh, set of clothes, and I put them in this pack and just squash it down. So all the air in the pack is is, uh. is released. So it's just it's just right. a great way of saving space. And you just put that in your in your in your in your backpack then, 
and then you'd have other dry bags then after that to have all the other items i.e electrical items and uh or, or your your um, blister kit or yeah. your toiletries kit etc you know so 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 what do you, um, you, do, you, do you squeeze the air out and then tighten a tighten a screw or something that's it oh, that's I exactly it right i i actually i actually used to do that for a sleeping bag it, it it's just to throw the sleeping bag into it and just release just to get rid of all the air and tighten it but i don't actually carry carry, carry a sleeping bag anymore I, I carry a silk liner which is another great idea i find uh, a lot of people will disagree with me but i carry a silk liner um and uh, that saves a lot of space as well and uh, the, the reason for that is because I, I find most nights I'm very, very warm if I was to carry a, a sleeping bag. So so even in September, you're not, not taking a sleeping bag? I'm not taking a sleeping bag this September, no. Okay. So I'm going to carry a sleeping bag, carry okay. a, sleeping, a silk liner, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to take that advice on board because I was going to carry a sleeping yeah. bag. No, I, I actually, I was very lucky because I walked the Camino Finisterre in September last and... I just said, okay, it's between a sleeping bag or a silk silk liner. And I chanced my arm and I carried the silk liner and I walked out to the coast. Um, and I recommend that. That is a beautiful walk out to the coast. It really is. And I carried the silk liner and I didn't have any problems whatsoever. You know, there was not one night that I was cold. So, um, but if you are, if, if any pilgrims are cold, um, there's always um, a spare sli- um, blanket that you can take from, from, from the, the, the owner of the albergue. So what about a first aid kit, David? What do you recommend? Oh dear, first aid kit. <laughs> now, um, um, I mean, I don't really suffer from blisters anymore. I, I used to. And my first Camino, um, I had a really bad ca- case of tendonitis. And while it's a lo- while I really enjoy the, 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 the scenery and, and the people and the, and the views, um, I really had a bad time with, uh, with the tendonitis. And that kind of put a downer on it. And when I came back from the Camino in 2011, I said, that's it, Camino done, I'm not going back again. So I, I kind of, you know, as the months went by, I kind of looked, look, you know, looked online and I did more research. And I just said, my, 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 I just started to think, um, you know, maybe... Maybe another trip might actually <laughs> be helpful, you know. So I managed to change my mind eventually, and uh, and uh, I, I went back again in 2012 and walked from Leon to Saria, and uh, I did suffer from blisters that time round. Um, so I I would I would definitely recommend um, you know before you know before actually starting in the morning. Um, use some sort of um <clears throat> i use a body glide which is a kind of a roll-on um uh kind of a stick so cover cover your your foot in that and then put on um uh, the sock after that you know that tends to you know re- um, you can actually move your feet a li- your foot a little bit more you know it doesn't actually tend to to stay in the one position and that's what causes it fric- causes friction so um that body glide stick is is very helpful for me anyway it was very good um if you do get blisters compete is very good 
Um, a lot of people don't use that, but I find that Compute is very good, and that's something that can be bought in pharmacies in Spain. And also, um, 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 there's a, a, a kind of a gel that, or it's not a gel so much, as, but it's a kind of a cream. It's called Gewol. So it's spelled G-E-H-W-O-L, um, Gewol cream. So whenever you feel, uh, you know, you know, there's a hot spot coming along, or if you feel your feet are tired, just stop for a moment, take off your shoes, take off your sock, and just cover your foot in this gel, gel wall cream. So that's, I find that's very, very useful. And uh, so it, it, it's a good thing to have. So is that, um, sorry to interrupt you, David, is that G-E-H-W-O-L, that cream? Yeah, that's right. And, is it, is it yeah, for blisters or for, for sort of soreness? It's for soreness. Yes, yeah. that's right. It's for soreness. Yeah. But for, for, I suppose for blisters, um, um, I, I, I don't see the thing is I don't really tend to suffer from blisters. So I, I, I don't really have much advice on that. I, I tend to suffer more from, from, uh, from, uh, tendonitis and, and also from like back pain. So uh, deep heat is very good for back pain yeah. as well. So I, I usually bring that along as well. But, uh, you know, blisters are the least of my problems at this, at this stage. Fingers so. crossed. Fingers crossed. So yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. Do you walk in the dark much? Do you get a, try to get an early start? I try to get an early start. Yes, I I love it in the morning, walking in the morning. I really do. Um, I I'm one of these early risers, and I, I I'd say as some of your listeners will probably be cursing me at this early stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I tend to get get out at about. Uh, I I like to start walking about half half five six o'clock in the morning, um, while you know it's still dark. Um, I, I tend not to annoy any sleeping pilgrims, and for, um, but so so I have my bag ready to go. So it's just a matter of taking the bag, re- leaving the, the 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 sleeping quarters, and I I'm out the door. So um, half five to six, I tend to leave. Um, I love I love walking in the morning. It really is um, an experience, and uh, um, you know it has its it it does have its critics. So. Um, but it's it's an experience. And do you wear a headlamp then? I do, I do. Yes, I have a, a headlamp. Yes, um, so I use that most mornings. I'm just trying to think. I, I I think it was Lonnie, one of my earlier podcasts, who said mm. there's a great energy before the sun comes up, um, and, yeah. and 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 certainly being out on the Camino, out on the trail as the sun is coming up is a really beautiful thing each day, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, you know, what I tend to do is, um, when I'm out walking in the morning, um, uh, I, I, whenever the, the sun is starting to rise, I will just stop and just sit down and watch the sun rising. And, um, then when the sun has risen, I get up again and and uh, start walking again. Oh. So, say about 15, 20 minutes, just take a breather, just relax for a while, watch the sun rise, and then just start walking again. How magic. So, absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, it's not that cloudy that often in Spain. So, for me, anyway, I've, I, I've, I, I actually, I, I, you're not going to believe this, I've, I've actually only had 
two days where uh, during my all of my Caminos where it, it, where it was raining. So I, I I've had a lot of a lot of sun. So That's I've been gr- lucky. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'll be walking with yeah. you in September then. So what? Perfect. A, <laughs> what about food? Do you carry food with you? I do. I, I tend to buy a few snacks beforehand in, in the local local uh, shop, um, but I, I usually carry a few snacks out from Ireland. Um, you know, a few breakfast bars, uh, some chocolates, a uh, packet of salt and nuts, and um, just carry that as, as snacks. But um, the, the evening before, I would go to the local shop and buy some fruit, uh, some yogurt, and uh, stop along the way. Uh, and then just have a, a bit of a, a bit of a snack. Um, I mean, it's not a race. You don't have to get to your endpoint uh, within a certain time. So it, it's 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 always good to have uh, to to stop when you can and have have a little bit of a snack. You know, um, fruit is great. It's very very it, you know it, it gets you going. Um, and uh, chocolate as well. No harm yeah. with, with a bit of chocolate. No, no, that's it's right. It's good to keep the energy up as well. But you mentioned exactly. there, you mentioned that it's good to stop and it's it's not a race and, and take your time. Yeah. But, but have you ever yeah. arrived to find that all the albergues are full? Um, I haven't. Luckily enough, yeah. um, I tend to finish uh, my my days walking uh, early, so. I like to finish walking at about one o'clock, say one o'clock at the very latest. So just before lunchtime, um, I don't like to walk uh, when it's too, uh, I mean, when it starts to get warm. So, I mean, one o'clock would be the very latest for me to, 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 um, to uh, finish walking. Um, and at that stage, I mean, there's plenty of space in an albergue. Um, like you know, um, especially before Saria, anyway. So, um, you know, coming up to Saria, that would be a different story. I mean, you'd have to think, you know, about uh, looking at albergues in between the end stages before, uh, you know, yeah. in between those stages that are listed in the Briarly Manual. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you're walking through the Maseta. There's always a, like a like a, a a space or a bed. There's there's never uh, I never really had um, a worry. Um, yeah. But um, I mean that will be a different story if you're walking after Saria. Um, uh, I've only actually walked beyond Saria the once um, uh, in 2011. Um, um, so I haven't had the experience of staying in albergues myself beyond Saria. So that's something that I need to change. What's the one thing or the most important thing or item in David Smith's backpack? The most important thing? Oh, wow. That's a very good question. Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I suppose it would be shoes, the correct yeah. uh, footwear, the correct footwear. Um, make sure that you're 100% comfortable with, that, with the footwear before you leave. Uh, if you have any doubt at all with with the footwear, then I don't know. You should you should always um, you know have a think about bringing another another pair. But um, it it you know if you were to buy footwear, I'd say at Christmas time, and if you were to leave, uh, that would give you. I mean, if you were to have a, a summer time, or if you were at September Camino, buying footwear in, in Christmas uh, or in December January would be an ideal time to buy them and to be to, to be uh, completely comfortable with them. But 
I mean, for me, footwear has, has always been important. Um, I wear trail shoes myself. Um, I've never been really comfortable with boots. Um, but again, it's 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 what's comfortable to to to, to you. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Is the one thing you took the first time that you've never packed again? I think you answered that before. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, woolen socks. Um, I, I, I brought woolen socks on, in 2012 and um, after washing them twice, they just disintegrated. So, um, I mean, you know, bring high tech, you know, equipment, high tech gear. So I always tend to buy, buy um, you know, gear that, you know, that's quick dry and um, that's, that's uh, I, I mean, like that's, you know, proper good walking yeah. um, gear. So, you know, don't be afraid to spend a few, a few um, euro or dollars or whatever, you know, on, on, on the, the correct equi- equipment, because, you know, for those who are walking from St. Jean to, to, to Santiago and beyond, you know, it's, it's, it's a great undertaking you're doing, you know, and, and, and not, spe- not, not wearing the correct equipment, you know, it can, you know, it can have its downfalls, you know. So. Yeah. Well, I'm very much like you. I'm fair-skinned. Uh, so I. Okay. my walking shirt is very important because I have to make sure that I have the best protection, uh, sun protection, yeah. particularly yeah. walking in the, in Spain. In, Correct. In September. Yeah, and I, I – absolutely. And I tend to burn very, very easily. So I'm a factor 50 guy myself. Yeah, same so, here. Uh, same here. So uh, I, I, I tend to um, like. I mean, if I was to forget sun sun cream, I mean, um, well, of course, there's plenty of pharmacies in Spain, but you know, I, I, I'd always go for factor fifty. And uh, a, a lot of people say to me that I've got a farmer's tan. So <laughs> I think that I think I think that's an Irish thing. So <laughs> it's, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Look, I remember speaking to Rachel Rukert in, in one of my earlier podcasts and she said okay. you, you'll at least once on the Camino hate walking. It's true, isn't it? It's true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it's – you could have a day when it's lashing rain and or you could have a day when it's – the, the heat is in the in, – the temperatures are in the high 30s and you just say to yourself – Oh, I would be doing, I should be doing anything than, than walking, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, just take me to my albergue, take me to the airport and just, I need to go home. <laughs> you know, I just, or you could have an, a, a horrid blister um, and it's just paining you or you could have a, you know, tendonitis that's really annoying you. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I totally agree with what what that lady said. It's it's there's there's always one day that you just say to yourself, I just rather be at home. Yeah. I miss everyone at home, you know. Um, um, I just want to go back. Yeah. Now. yeah but but in reading your blog, you say there's a great sense yeah. of joy in the challenge. Yes. So even though it's not always a smooth journey, there is some no. joy and and reward, if you like, in that challenge, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. That is very much so. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, like, you know, it's like I find it. A lot of people would say to me, uh, "Sure, you're only going for a holiday. It's a, that's a nice that's a nice holiday you're going on." I find it much more than a holiday. You know, you get much more out of it. You know, um, and yes, I'm going to a foreign country. Yes, I'm going to, you know, to 
nice nice to nice weather yeah uh, yes i'm i'm going to uh to have some nice food but at the same time at the same time you know i'm i'm going for a reason you have to always think about the reason you're going and um you know i, I it's it's really what you get out of it that that is the reward do you walk regularly now are you training if you like before you head back not as much as i'd like to to be honest dan um huh. what i i try to uh get in uh about i'd say 15 to 20 kilometers um each week i take i like to take a walk about 15 kilometers each week um i'm part of a of the uh, a, a group that's formed through meetup.com um, and it's basically a Camino preparation group. So at the moment, there's currently 400 members. Oh. So we 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 meet um, we meet every fortnight or every three weeks uh, and take in a, a route close to Dublin. And um, there's, there's, and these were people these will be people now that will be organising or looking to go on Caminos uh, um, their own Caminos shortly whether it be from Saria or whether it be on the Portuguese route or whether it be walking on the Camino del Norte. So we, we would walk together and it's, 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 it's a great thing to, you know, to walk with other, um, other future pilgrims and we give them tips and we'd, you know, like, you know, tell them, you know, listen, don't bring this, bring this, you know, leave this behind. Yeah. yeah. So, so with that, that's, uh, you know, um, I, I, I would, walk with them and as well as that the Camino Society Ireland organise monthly walks um, on um, these will be hill walks now in areas around Dublin um, we took in a lovely hill walk uh, on the 1st of July and um, there's plenty of pictures on Camino Society Ireland's web um, um, Facebook page if, if people are interested and uh, so that was about 15 kilometers and uh, that was high up on the Dublin mountains and it was it's a lovely lovely walk how, so. how well known is the Camino would you say in Ireland David very well known very very well known um, more and more people are asking about it now um, I mean ever since uh, if people was like if, if, if people were to, to find out that I was to like if people know that I've walked the Camino, they'd say to me, oh, that's something I'd love to do someday, you know. It's on my bucket list, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd love to do it. So it, it's it's in the back of people's minds, but I don't think they, they do have the opportunity to do it, you know. Um, but, uh, but it's something that they're aware of, you know. So it's it's definitely something that they're aware of, but it, the, whether they act on it is another thing. So there There is an Australian... Pilgrimage, an Australian Camino uh, down in Victoria into okay. South Australia. It, it follows the steps of our first saint, St. Mary MacKillop. Uh, is, there okay. a, is there an equivalent in Ireland? Is there what you might call a, an, a, an Irish Camino? There is actually, yes. Now, our, at the present time, there are 42 waymarked trails in Ireland. Oh. Now, not all of these... Not all of these are actually actual pilgrim trails. Um, there are five current pilgrim trails that are um, earmarked out as part of the Irish quotes Camino. Right. Like 
it's their own their own kind of Camino. So there's five trails, three in uh, in Cork and Kerry, uh, one in in the Mayo in the west of Ireland, and one in Wicklow just outside of Dublin. So if people were to walk all five, they would be given uh, a certificate. And this is all organised through um, the uh, Irish Pilgrim Path Society. So there's a lot of information on pilgrimpath.ie. So if people were to come to Ireland, um, I mean, it's a great opportunity to to walk some of these paths. Uh, there's a lot of information. And just recently, um, there was a great article in the uh, an Irish um, um, newspaper about these walks. Uh, and it will bring a lot of uh, investments uh, to to the areas that have been that, that these walks are situated in. So I haven't actually walked any of them myself, but hopefully in in time uh, yeah. I will. Pilgrimpaths.ie. Make sure not, there's no s there, so it's pilgrimpath.ie. Oh, singular, okay. Pilgrimpath.ie. Yes. Yes. I'm going to ask you a sort of a a, a broad question, but. How would you yeah. say, or could you answer it even, how has the Camino impacted your life? Oh, okay. Now, this is a, that's a very good question. Um, I, I suppose that it's, it's, like it's, made, it's made me realize what's important in life and, um, and what's not, not important in life. Um, also, you know, I'm able to... to um, there's certain things that I'm uh, that you know in the way that you would organize your own kit. You know, there's a lot of things that you that you you actually don't need. So there's a lot of things that that you, you that um that you can you know put to one side and say, okay, I don't need that actual item. So I've actually managed to trim away a lot of my personal possessions. So as as a result, so uh, pretty much everything that I own at the moment, where where I am, is is uh, like I is what I need. Yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, I've I've given a good bit away to, a good bit away to charity as well. So so this is a, this is something that has has come as a direct result of the Camino. So it's it's uh, that that's definitely a good thing. Um, I've also you know become really interested in in Spanish culture. I've tried to pick up the the, the actual <laughs> language, and eventually I would I'd love to be able to speak Spanish uh, fluently. There's there's a lot of people that are egging me on to learn the language, and uh, hopefully in time I'll be able to speak to them. I have a few Spanish friends living in Ireland, so hopefully in time I'll be able to speak to them uh, fluently with them. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it's but it, but it's, it is, the Camino itself has has definitely helped me. Um, um, I've got a lot. I've met a lot of friends who who are interested with the Camino itself. So, um, you know, um, but uh, uh, I mean, it's a good thing, definitely. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's definitely a good thing. What advice would you give someone thinking of walking? Oh, okay. Now, the first thing that I would say is uh, just think about, you know, uh, I mean think about how long you've got i suppose if you're interested in walking the full way from saint jean to santiago and beyond think about your kit um once you're thinking about once you've you've decided on the correct equipment and there are plenty of plenty there's plenty of information online you know plenty of um of of sites not only my own but also uh, different blogs different forums 
um, that, that will provide information on the, the correct uh, equipment to bring. You know, once, uh, so once if, once you've decided on the correct equipment, um, then get used to, you know, carrying that equipment with the correct backpack, you know. Um, get, get out and enjoy the area that, that you're living in. Get out and, and, and uh, get used to carrying the kit with that backpack, you know. So the sooner you become more comfortable with the backpack and the sooner you become more comfortable with your shoe, and the sooner you become more knowledgeable of the Camino and the reasons for going on the Camino, then the more enjoyable that you'll find the Camino. Well, I'll be there from the last week of August, but I'm walking from Lourdes. So I'll be somewhere around your neck of the woods in sort of mid-September. So I don't know what your plans are, but we can... Well, I leave... I leave Burgos on the 5th of September, so you might be a bit behind me. I think I might be a bit behind you, but we'll touch base Uh, and and see if our paths can't cross regardless. David, I love the blog. It's, as I've said, a wonderful resource for those considering walking or for pilgrims who want to reflect, actually, on their return home, and it's a good way to, to maintain that engagement. Thank you so much for your time, and buen camino, David. Buen Camino, Dan. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, let's hope that we do, uh, uh, our paths do cross in the future. Indeed. Thank you very much for your time. My guest this week, David Smith, and you can follow his adventures and learn a thing or two about the Camino at David's website, clearskiescamino.com. I'm Dan Mullins. Thanks for listening. Until next week, Buen Camino. Buen Camino.